Now this is, by the way, just the lamp. The lamp is being described. Now what about the actual flame? That, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes that. Now, yuqadu, it is lit. Yuqadu, from the root letters, waqaf dal. Waqud is fuel. Hmm? So, yuqadu meaning it has been lit. Meaning, what is it that is fueling it? What is the fuel of this lamp? Allah says, yuqadu, it has been kindled. Min from shajaratin, a tree, that is mubaraka, that is blessed. And what is the blessed tree? Zaytunatin. It is the olive tree. And what comes from the olive tree? You get olive juice? What do you get? Olive oil. Right? So, the fuel of this lamp is basically olive oil. And Allah says that it is mubaraka. This tree itself is mubarak. It's a source of many blessings. It's beautiful, it's fragrant, it's delicious to taste, it has numerous benefits. And this tree, one description that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives over here specifically is that la sharqiyatin wala gharbiyatin. It is neither sharqi nor is it gharbi. What is sharqi? That which is from the mashriq, from the east. What is gharbi? That which is from the west, from the maghrib. So it is neither eastern nor is it western. Meaning neither is it from the eastern part of the world, nor is it from the western part of the world. Then where is it from? From the middle. This is one opinion. Because the olive tree is originally from where? Middle east. Right? It's called Middle East. But if you look at that region, where is it? Is it in the north side or the, or the south side? What is it? The northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere? Right? It's neither from there nor is it from here. Where is it then? Asham is in the middle. Right? It's in the middle. This is one opinion. Others say that basically what the implication over here is, the source of this lamp is the oil, the fuel, right? And this fuel is neither from the east nor from the west, meaning it's from out of this world. It doesn't mean that olive oil is from out of this world. It comes from this world. But the implication here is that the guidance that comes from Allah is from where? Out of this world. It's not eastern, it's not western. So when we talk about Islam, we don't talk about Islam being the religion of the east. Alright? Or the product of the West. It's not the product of the East. It's not the product of the West. The Quran is not the product of the Eastern cultures nor Western cultures. It is wahi. It is from Rabbul Alameen. It is from beyond, from out of this world. La sharqiya wa la gharbiya. Some have said that what this means is, that is the fuel of this tree, has come from a tree which is neither too much to the east nor is it too much to the west. Meaning the location of the tree is ideal, it is perfect. Because you see if something is too much onto one side, like for example think about you know a garden, right? Think about a garden. If there are trees too much on one side, all right, towards the east or to the west, then what will happen? It will not get sunlight at certain parts of the day. You understand? It will not get sunlight in certain parts of the day. Either in the morning or in the evening. 
because the sun rises from the east, it sets in the west, right? So when it's neither eastern nor is it western, the location is ideal. That means it's getting sunlight all the time. So the tree is very healthy. You understand? If the tree is healthy, what kind of oil will it produce? The best. You know, these days when you go outside, look at trees carefully. You will notice that some trees are such that they have leaves on one side and they're completely empty from the other. Right? They're really healthy from one side, but then from the other side, they're almost dead. Why? Because there's another tree right behind it. Right? Or there's a building right behind it. Or there's like a wall or something behind it, a fence behind it. And because of that, it doesn't get fresh air from that side. It doesn't have space to grow. It doesn't get enough sunlight. So it's dying from one side. And then you see these other trees in the middle of parks. How are they? How are they? Healthy all around. Why? Because they have room to grow. They have the space they need. They have the air. They have the oxygen. They have sunlight. So it's a healthy tree. A healthy tree will produce what? Healthy product. Whether it's healthy leaves or fruit or flowers or oil, whatever it may be. So لا شرقية ولا غربية يكاد زيتها يضيء يكاد it is near, meaning almost زيتها it's oil. Zayt is oil. Meaning the oil which is in this lamp, it would almost yudi'u. Yudi'u. It would glow. It would be bright. Yudi'u from the root letters, dad wa hamza, dhaw. What is dhaw? Light. Diya. Light. So yudi'u, it would be enlightened. Walaw, even though, lam tamsashu nar. Fire has not touched it. Meaning the oil is bright in itself. It doesn't even need to be lit by fire. You understand the implication over here? You see, if you have a candle, alright, you have a candle, you light it with fire, then there's light. Then the glass is bright. Then the wax, you know, you can see some light in it. Why? Because of the presence of the flame. But Allah says that this oil is so mubarak that in its raw form even, it is bright. Even though fire has not touched it, when it's raw, still it is bright. Still it is light. So imagine when it is lit, then what will happen? How much more will the light be? It will be much more. Walaulam tamsas hunar. Now, what is this description being given over here? If you look at it from the beginning, Mathalunurihi kamishkat. The example of his light is like that of a niche. What is in the niche? Fiha misbah. In the niche is a lamp. What kind of a lamp is it? Al misbahu fi The lamp is in a glass case. What kind of a glass case is that? Azujajatu ka'annaha kaukabun durri. The glass case as if it were a pearly, white, beautiful star. Now the lamp, what kind of lamp is it? Yuqadu min shajaratin mubarakatin zaytunatin la sharqiyatin wa la gharbiyya. It has been lit with oil that has come from the blessed tree which is neither from the east nor from the west. And يَكَادُ زَيْتُهَا يُضِي The oil itself would be 
glowing. Walaulam tamsasunar. Even though fire has not touched it. And when fire has touched it, when it is turned on, then what will happen? What will you get? What will you get? Nurun ala nur. Light upon light. Layers and layers of light. First of all, the flame is light. Then the oil is light. Then the glass container or the glass protector, that is light. And then the niche, that is also amplifying the light. Nurun ala nur. Light upon light. Extremely bright, beautiful, radiant light. This is the example of the light that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent. Yahdillahu, Allah guides, لِنُورِهِ to His light, مَنْ whomsoever He wills. The light of Allah is there. The ever bright, radiant, beautiful light, source of comfort, source of life, it is there. But does everybody find it? Does everybody benefit from it? No, Yahdillahu, Allah guides, لِنُورِهِ to His light, مَنْ whoever He wills. وَيَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ الْأَمْثَالَ لِلنَّاسِ And Allah strikes examples for the people. Why? So that they understand. وَاللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ And Allah is knowing of everything. So when light has come from Him, what do you think about that light then? It has come from the one who knows about everything. So His light is going to be perfect. And He knows who is deserving of that light. He knows who is worthy of it and who is not worthy of it. And His light, based on His knowledge, is perfect. There is no flaw in it. It's pure from any evil, from any imperfection. This is the example of Allah's light. Now let's listen to the recitation of this ayah, and then we will reflect on it.
So this ayah is called Ayatun Nur. And because of this ayah, the surah is called Suratun Nur. Because this ayah, it tells us about the light of Allah. The guidance of Allah. That is described. That what is the guidance that Allah has sent? What is it like? It is pure. Pure from any filth. Pure from any evil. And once this light reaches the heart of a believer, once this light reaches a community, then what does it do to the heart of that believer? What does it do to that community? It fills them with light. Nur ala nur. The scholars have said that Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. What that means is that if it was not for Allah, there would be no light. There would be utter, complete darkness. If it was not for Allah, there would be no life, no guidance, no rectitude, neither in the sky nor the earth. Allah is the one who has enlightened the sky and the earth. He has given them life, physical life and spiritual life. So He is their creator, He is their guide. He is the guide. Meaning without Allah, there is no guidance. If a person tries to you know, take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his life, out of the picture, then what is he? In complete darkness. Only when a person accepts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there will be light in his life. Allah's book is light. His messenger is light. What has come from Allah, that is what takes a person out of darkness into light. And you see this example that is given over here. What does it describe? What kind of light is it describing? Most perfect, beautiful, bright, flawless light. That is the guidance of Allah. Most perfect sharia, most beautiful sharia, flawless sharia. The law that has come from Allah, it is perfect, it is beautiful, it is flawless, it is complete. It is enlightening. And the believer who accepts this light, then also this example is describing the state of his heart. It is describing the state of his chest, his life. Then then that person is filled with light. So the scholars have said that mishkat, mishkat refers to the chest cavity. Alright? So just imagine the chest. Right? Just imagine the lungs on the side. So it's like a niche. Right? Now in the mishkat is what? A misbah. What is the misbah? The misbah, the lamp is the light of iman. It is iman. It is faith. And where is that misbah? It is in a zujajah, in a case that is of glass. In a glass case. What is that glass case? It is the heart. You understand? Because where is iman? It is in the heart. So the heart is like the glass. And people's hearts, they're basically like glass, if you think about it. Because glass, what is it? It's transparent. Right? It's transparent. It doesn't get covered until it gets dirty. For example, look at children. How transparent they are. Aren't they? I mean, the other day we were at a park and there was a huge dog that went by. And my child, you know, on the top of a huge slide, he says, Oh my God, look at that dog. And I'm like... Quiet, right? Because it can be offensive. 
people can get annoyed that why are you commenting on my dog like that i mean he just said look at that dog because it was really huge that was it but i was thinking how innocent children are how pure they are whatever is in their heart they will say it but then what happens as people grow up the glass it gets cloudy dirty right with sins with nifaq And this is why it's so important that we keep washing our heart, keep cleaning that heart, keep cleansing it, keep wiping it. And what is it that washes it? Istighfar, seeking forgiveness. Right? And also if you think about it, glass, where it's very fragile, it's also very hard. Isn't it? Like a case that is made of glass, it's so fragile that you... Pick it up, you know, in a harsh way and you put it, you slam it, what's going to happen? It's going to break. Have you ever broken a glass while taking it out of the dishwasher? Right? Or putting it in the dishwasher? What happened? You didn't throw it, but it just hit the side of it and it got cracked. Because it's very delicate. But then there's other glasses which are very tough, very hard. Very, very hard. I mean, if you think about a diamond, it's a stone, I know, but it's like a glass almost, right? But it's also very hard. And this is how people are, their hearts are. Some hearts are very soft, and some hearts are very tough. But the believer's heart, what is it like? It's bright. It's bright. The nature could be different. I mean, you look at Abu Bakr anhu, very soft-natured, right? But there were times when he also became extremely harsh. extremely harsh you know there is a hadith in sahih bukhari that tells us about you know at sulh hudaybiyah this man he came from the side of the mushrikeen to negotiate with the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he was trying to embarrass the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that look you have been waging war against your own people he's putting the whole blame on rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam okay you've been waging war against your own people and you are surrounded by people who are strange faces to me and they will leave you so abu bakr radhiyallahu anhu he got so annoyed He actually said a very vulgar thing to that man. Very vulgar. And you're amazed. Is it from a hadith? Yeah. Sahih hadith? Yeah, Bukhari. Abu Bakr? You know, you have to like check again at it. Seriously, like Abu Bakr is saying this? I mean, it's so vulgar that I can't say it in front of you. I mean, Abu Bakr who said that because he got very angry for the religion. in defense of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so while he had a very soft side he also had a tough side however what is inside what is it that's really making that glass beautiful it's the flame inside and what is that flame it's the flame of iman the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in the body there is a flesh if it is sound the whole body is sound and if it is corrupt then the whole body is corrupt and what is that piece of flesh it's the heart So if that heart has the flame of iman in it then it is sound then it is rightly guided but if that heart is filled with darkness it's blackened with sins then it's corrupted and the whole body will be corrupt and over here then the zujaja the lamp lit with oil right that has come from a tree that is neither eastern nor western so basically the fuel The fuel of this lamp, what is it? It is the wahi that Allah has sent. That is not from this world. It's not the word of a human being. It's not the outcome of human beings' research and their experience. It is guidance from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wahi. This is the zayt. This is the oil. 
And what kind of oil is it? It's so bright, it's so pure that it doesn't even need a flame. It's pure in and of itself. So for example, the Qur'an, the law of Allah, we don't need to you know, defend it and so on and so forth. It is pure, it is excellent in and of itself. Whether we praise it or we don't praise it, whether we practice it or we don't, the law of Allah is still perfect. It is still excellent. You know, at the Battle of Khaybar, there was a man who was fighting, right, on the side of the Muslims against the enemy. And the Prophet ﷺ said, what an evil man he is. I mean, he said something negative about that man. So the Sahaba thought, oh, I mean, this person is fighting for the sake of Islam. If he dies, he's going to be a shaheed. So one Sahabi, he thought, I was scared. What is it that this man is doing? Because of which he's going to be from the people of the fire. So he said, I followed him during the battle. He said, I followed him until I saw that this man took a sword or an arrow or something and he stabbed himself. He killed himself. He killed himself. He committed suicide because he couldn't handle the pain or something. All right? Or he wanted to die in that battle so that he would be known as a shaheed. And when the Prophet ﷺ was told about this, he said, let the people know that Allah will even use a sinful person, an evil person, a wicked person to serve his deen, to defend his deen. Allah doesn't need us. You understand? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need us to defend his deen, to fight for his deen, to struggle for his deen. His deen is perfect itself. It is beautiful in and of itself. Whether you write 50 books on hijab and 50 benefits of hijab, you don't, I mean still, no matter what you come up with, hijab itself is noble. Right? You could defend Islamic legal system. You could defend it. You could prove that it's the best way. But even if you don't, it is still the best way. Because it is from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. يَكَادُ زَيْتُهَا يُضِيءُ وَلَوْ لَمْ تَمْسَسْهُ نُورٌ عَلَى نُورٌ What do you get? نُورٌ عَلَى نُورٌ Now one thing that we need to see over here is that the lamp, right, the wick, what does it need? It needs oil. Right? Now what happens? You're using the oil, you're using, the lamp is burning, but then after some time what happens to the oil? It's finished, right? So what do you need to do? Pour some more. So our hearts also, because they're containers, they are vessels after all. They can only contain something for some time. What happens is that what's inside gets used up. Once it gets used up, don't you need to refill it? So what do you refill it with? Oil, right? But what is it that supplies life to your faith, to your iman? What? What is this oil referring to? The wahi, the Qur'an. Your iman needs Qur'an. Just like a lamp needs oil to continue to burn. Once the oil runs out, very soon, what's going to happen to that wick? What's going to happen to that wick? It'll finish. It won't burn. Has it ever happened with you? You have a candle, right? And the wax, it just finishes, it's coming lesser and lesser and lesser until eventually you take the lighter and you're trying to turn the candle on, but it doesn't turn on, right? No matter how much you try. Why? Because the wax is not enough. Then what do you need? You need more. So just like that, 
You know, once we study the Qur'an, for example, what happens? You know, our iman, it has that motivation. But then after some time, we run out of it. Then what do you need? A refill. We need iman refills. What is iman refill? The Qur'an. And you see, this is why Ramadan comes every five years? Every three years? Once in a lifetime? How often? Every year. And what is the purpose of Ramadan? Reconnect us with the Book of Allah. Reconnect us with the Book of Allah. Because when we're fasting, then what happens? You're not eating, you're not drinking, right? You have so much free time, what do I do with myself? Okay, now you finally have time for the Qur'an, right? You finally have time to recite the Qur'an, listen to more Qur'an. You pray in the night, what are you reviewing? The Qur'an, what did the Prophet ﷺ review with Jibreel during the month of Ramadan? The Qur'an. Because the Qur'an is our iman refill. And then we see over here in this ayah that Allah says, نُورٌ عَلَى نُورٌ يَهْدِ اللَّهُ لِنُورِهِ مَنْ Allah guides to His light whomsoever He wills. The source of light is who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The creator of light is Allah. The sender, the one who shows that light is also who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The source of guidance therefore is who? Allah. مَنْ يَهْدِهِ اللَّهُ فَلَا مُضِلَّ The one whom Allah guides, then no one can misguide him. If we think of the heart as the glass or the case in which the misbah is held, then that means for the light to be able to shine through, to be able to grow, to be able to become clear, the heart has to be continuously cleansed. The case has to be cleaned every single, like as soon as possible, to make sure that the light still grows and you know is seen outside of it. Exactly. Go ahead. I was thinking for the light, all the description is like perfect. So no matter how much we try to create our own light, we can't make something as beautiful and as perfect as the light that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. Yes, very true. And we see people have come up with different ways of living, different ways of thinking, right? Different descriptions of morality or whatsoever, right? Different belief systems. And they may have a lot of plus sides, many benefits, importance, but... Is it of any comparison to this kind of light? No. Because every system will have flaws. It will have imperfections. But what has come from Allah, that is based on what? Allah's ilm. So it has no comparison. I've noticed that um, such as some ayahs are very direct, like do this or do that. But this ayah, mashallah, is the kind of ayah that you can use so many, mashallah, interpretations. Uh, which is, mashallah, wonderful. Yes. I mean, this ayah itself has so many different tafasir. I've just given you one interpretation, by the way. And in the middle, I've tried to squeeze in other ones, but if we start going on different, different interpretations, we'd be sitting here for, I think, three, four days. Go ahead. Assalamu alaikum. Even, it explains the light, but it shows another side of Allah. Allah is the only who gives light. And... Whoever feels like decrease their light or they feel down, only Allah can give them. So they have to ask Allah all the time to keep in light. Yes. You see, iman, it becomes weak. Right? Emotionally also we can feel very down. Going through the difficulties, the trials of life, we can feel depressed. You know, you feel like as if you are in darkness. 
you feel like there's no hope. What do you need there? The light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So who is the one who shows the way to Allah's light? Yahdillah. This is why the Prophet ﷺ, he would make dua for nur. For nur. In Sahih Muslim we learn that the Prophet ﷺ, he said his witr, right? And that means at the end of the night. And then when the mu'adhin came and he gave the adhan for fajr, the Prophet ﷺ left for the masjid, وَهُوَ يَقُولُ اللَّهُمَّ جَعَلْ فِي قَلْبِي نُورًا وَفِي لِسَانِي نُورًا وَجَعَلْ فِي سَمْعِي نُورًا وَجَعَلْ فِي بَصَرِي نُورًا وَجَعَلْ مِنْ خَلْفِي نُورًا وَمِنْ أَمَامِي نُورًا وَجَعَلْ مِنْ فَوْقِي نُورًا وَمِنْ تَحْتِي نُورًا اللَّهُمَّ أَعْطِنِي نُورًا And there's different versions of this dua. It's an authentic dua. That, oh Allah, make light in my heart. What is that light in the heart? Guidance. That rightly guide my heart. Because the heart, it keeps wishing, desiring different things, right? Keeps getting filled up with randomness, with darkness. So what do you need? The burning light of faith, of iman. Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nura, wa fi lisani nura, in my tongue light. Light in tongue? What does that mean? That my tongue is also rightly guided. I say with my tongue words that are good, that are right, that are accepted near you. In my hearing light. What does that mean? That I hear good things and whatever I hear, I take from it that which is correct. Right? Because a person could be listening to the best you know, speech, but what does he pick from it? What does he derive from it? How does he understand it? He doesn't understand it. He misunderstands it. So, وَجْعَلْ فِي سَمْرِ نُورًا وَجْعَلْ فِي بَصَرِ نُورًا In my eyes, in my vision light, that my eyes are also rightly guided. وَجْعَلْ مِنْ خَلْفِ نُورًا Behind me light. أَمَامِ نُورًا Before me light. Above me light. Below me light. Meaning surround me with light. Surround me with hidayah. With righteous company. A good environment. Because you see, when you're alone, for example, if you are sleeping, and the person in the same room is also sleeping, and it's time to get up, what do you want? They should get up first. Right? They should get up first. When they'll wake up, I'll get up too. You're fully awake. Fully awake. You cannot sleep. But you don't get out of bed. Why? Because they should get up first. When my sister wakes up, I'll get up too. Right? Why? Don't you have the energy to get up? Because she's sleeping. She's sleeping. But if you are sleeping in a place where everybody's awake, then it becomes difficult to sleep there. Isn't it? You know, when I was a child, we would go visit my grandparents, right? And uh, in the summers, what we would do is we would sleep outside, meaning in the courtyard, right? It's a walled place, so you could sleep. There were beds that were put outside, and we would sleep on them at night. Really nice, cool, breezy, everything. So in the morning, of course, after Fajr, we would run back and we would sleep, right? My grandmother, what she would do is that she would unplug all the fans. And when she would do that, you know what would come? Flies. And oh my God, do they drive you insane? Even if you try to sleep, you cannot sleep. There's no way you can sleep because the fly will find any part of your body that's exposed, even if it's just the tip of your toe, and it'll start crawling over there. Yeah, exactly, you. 
And besides the you, it's that annoyance, right? So what happens? You cannot sleep. You're forced to get up. Why? Because all the flies are awake. Right? So your environment, it affects you so much. If everybody is doing something wrong, it's very difficult to do what is right. And if everybody is doing what is right, it's very difficult to do what is wrong. So what do we ask Allah for over here? Illuminate my surroundings. Fill my environment with guidance so that it is a motivation for me to do what is right. Because we need light in us and we need light around us in order to be rightly guided. The one thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already He's given us and is not allowing us to try and take from anywhere else is the oil. Because that is the guidance from Him alone. If we try to use another fuel, the iman will not burn. It will not burn as brightly as it should. Or it will burn like different colors. It will burn wrong. So the oil is something, the guidance is something that Allah has not left to us. He has given it to us Himself because that is the only pure one. Yes. I mean, think about it. If you try to light a lamp, all right, with, let's say, cream, your liquid cream, will it burn? Will it? Well, you get your very nice, beautiful, fragrant body lotion, all right? And you're like, it smells so beautiful. If you know, I could put a wick in it and turn that on. Beautiful. Try. You'll get nothing. Right? You'll get nothing. If you try to put your coffee, because you love the smell of coffee, right? Will you get it? Will you get light? You won't get light. How can you get light? If you put the right fuel, the purest fuel. And what is the purest fuel for the light of Iman? It is what has come from Allah. And that is the Qur'an. That is the Wahi. The guidance that He has sent.